You're listening to Financial Insights, a podcast that helps investors through the difficult maze of financial planning and saving for retirement. I'm Brian Ullman, and I'm a financial advisor and certified financial planner at Ford Financial Group. And together with some guests and other advisors at my firm, we're talking about the issues and questions relating to finance that face our clients every day. All right, after a week off, we are back. I missed you. I hope you missed me. Uh, let's get right into it with uh, with a recap of last week. But I will start first by suggesting you go to our YouTube page and check out our uh, client seminar from last week. It, it was recorded. It was a look back on Q1, which is something we do here quite a bit, uh, talking about how the first three months of the year went. But then we also kind of dug a little bit deeper in what we saw coming from uh, – the federal government, particularly the president's administration in terms of taxes. We talked about uh, the stimulus package, uh, the $1.9 trillion uh, stimulus plan that was passed, talked a little bit about the infrastructure spending plan that's been proposed, and then how the infrastructure spending plan is going to get paid for. So the the stimulus package was paid for by deficit spending. It looks like the infrastructure spending package will be paid for by taxes and increasing taxes. Uh, and we're not clairvoyant here, but we're talking about uh, various ways that taxes may be increased, including capital gains. And then not long after the seminar, it was announced that the president's proposal to double the cap gain rate on the highest earning people, um, it kind of sent the markets into a brief tizzy there. So uh, a lot going on. I think, you know, there's an old uh, saying, sell in May and go away um, when it comes to stocks. I, the numbers don't actually bear that advice out, but uh, it does. It, it's that saying is born from the idea that we have kind of some volatile months over the summer, and I don't know that this this summer is going to be any different from that. And we can probably look to these tax proposals as one of the drivers of of the things that could could be a little bit volatile here as we get into the summer months. But let's talk first about last week and the week ending Friday, April twenty third. Uh, most major U.S. stock markets were lower last week. After a solid run so far on the year, I think some market participants were likely taking some profits and locking in gains on concerns that much of the good news, the reopening post-COVID good news, is already priced into markets. Uh, concerns, as I mentioned, about higher capital gains tax rates, I think weighed really on sentiment midweek. And developed international markets finished lower while emerging market stocks finished in the green. Um, so the markets were down um, to varying degrees, not a lot. You know, the NASDAQ was down a quarter of a percent, SP 500 was down 13 hundredths of a percent, but they were down. Uh, the only thing that wasn't, uh, the only exception was emerging market stocks, US small caps, and which is the Russell 2000. Uh, they both had a positive week. The index, the S&P, or I'm sorry, the Russell 2000 index is up roughly 125% since its March 18th, 2020 low. And going forward, I think we really think that this early stage bull market, along with the economic expansion, is really going to help with small caps. Uh, we're increasingly positive with small caps. And I think for a lot of investors here, we actually increased our mid and small cap allocations in October of last year, uh, just on the belief that we were going to have that um, the rescue package with the election was going to be over and that interest rates were going to hold steady. So um, so that's really something that's going on here. The other thing that's going on here is earnings 
earnings earnings with over 120 S&P 500 index companies having reported. First quarter earnings growth is tracking to a 32% year over year increase, eight percentage of points above the March 31st, uh, March 31st estimates. Uh, the, dis- the consumer discretionary and financial sector are seeing the strongest earnings growth thus far, and guidance from corporate America has generally been positive, pushing future estimates higher. The bar was high coming into this earnings season, and you have to hand it to these corporations. They cleared that bar with ease. Stocks have been doing well generally for the year. Uh, bonds, as represented by the Bloomberg Barclays U.S. aggregate, uh, gained marginal ground last week as the 10-year Treasury yield moved slightly lower for the third week in a row. That helps bonds. Um, High-yield bonds, as denoted by the Bloomberg Barclays High-Yield Bond Index, uh, gave back some ground last week as investors like stocks uh, took profits from one of this year's best performing asset classes. Also noteworthy from last week that jobless claims uh, continue to decline. According to the U.S. Department of Labor, over 545,000 Americans filed for unemployment insurance last week, which again was well below the Bloomberg consensus forecast of over 600,000. Continuing claims were slightly higher than consensus. They improved over the previous week, which is a good a good sign. Overall, the data still suggests that there's more improvement to be had in the labor market, although there's some grumblings out there that are suggesting the labor market's actually a little bit tighter than than one might think. Um, small businesses are having a hard time filling spots as they reopen. So it's going to be this interesting kind of coming out from COVID hangover uh, for businesses as, as consumers begin to ramp up, but positions still need to be filled. We'll make this kind of a short one as we continue to ease into things, but I wanted to touch on uh, the leading indicators or the leading economic index, which are the leading indicators for for the economy. We've talked about the LEI or leading economic index uh, and how it kind of was tepid in its last reading, disappointing some, I think, expecting this huge economic explosion to come. Uh, and we didn't really see it with the last LEI number, but uh, it's pretty clear at this point that economic reacceleration is underway here in the U.S. as ex- the expanding vaccination campaign, lifting of mobility restrictions, and the infusion of, ca- of fiscal stimulus really has combined to lift uh, the leading economic index in March. The LEI grew 1.3% month over month, well ahead of the consensus forecast of 1%. And it raises the conference board's gross domestic product expectations to 6% on a year-over-year basis. If you listen to this often, you'll note that many of the analysts are predicting more than 6% uh, GDP growth. But this is, I think, a fairly good but conservative, probably, estimate. Um, As I mentioned, February was a weaker-than-expected release, and that was, it looks in hindsight like it was primarily disrupted by the winter storm that we had in February because data in March really snapped back in a strong fashion. All 10 components of the LEI rose in March, and jobless claims were the largest contributor to the growth index. Um, The labor market data has continued to improve since the measurement period as weekly jobless claims have posted back-to-back pandemic lows. And the ISM New Orders Index was the second largest contributor to the LEI, which climbed to its highest levels since 2004. Uh, the, The conference board actually revised the February data lower 
uh, which snapped what was a 10-month streak of growth for the index. Uh, I'll post or I'll link in the show notes of the chart of the day um, that shows that the LEI is back on the rise, which really suggests that further economic momentum is coming in the next few months. Even LPL research has noted that momentum breeds momentum uh, and that we expect the U.S. economy is going to continue to improve in the coming months as everything goes forward with the reopening plans. Uh, as the rest of the world continues to improve it as well, there are going to be some spillover effects that also benefit the U.S. economy. Uh, you know, this is all being driven really by the reopening post-COVID. Uh, the U.S. is currently vaccinating around 3 million people a day, according to the CDC, and over half of the adult population has received at least one dose of the vaccine. Uh, meanwhile, over 80% of the population above the age of 65, which is the most at-risk age segment of the population, has received at least one dose of the vaccine, which is huge. Uh, I think really the improving vaccination data has helped embolden policymakers to lift restrictions. Uh, we're getting back out there. I can tell you here uh, in the Central Valley of California, these uh, these counties are starting to reopen movie theaters, sporting events, and so on are really improving. And I think uh, Indy 500 is on track to be the largest sporting event in the last year. Um, so we've got the lifting of the restrictions, and uh, it's actually prompted LPL research to upgrade its GDP forecast for the U.S. to somewhere between six and a quarter and six and three quarters percent, uh, which is above the, the LEI prediction that I mentioned earlier. Uh, so we, and I've told you before that even Goldman has it well above that six, uh, 6.75% GDP growth. Um, We've seen uh, First Trust actually was their most recent prediction was 7% annualized for the year. So all signs point to growth. Uh, really, ultimately, the question becomes how much of that is priced into markets because economic growth doesn't always one for one translate into market performance because investors are looking forward and they probably priced a lot of this in. But now we're in the show me phase where we need to see that growth to validate these stock prices that we see. So it feels good to be back. If you have questions, email us info at forwardfg.com. Um, stay tuned. We're going to have uh, another client event in or a, a client webinar, I think at the end of May. But if you're interested, go back to our YouTube page, check out uh, the last uh, Q1 in review and look forward to kind of the tax implications of these stimulus packages. Um, I think you'll find it interesting. We've gotten a lot of good feedback on the last webinar. And then We'll keep doing the podcast, and also uh, we are experimenting right now with what we call Casual Fridays, which is a casual conversation between some advisors live on YouTube and Facebook, uh, where we go over a few relevant charts to investors and kind of discuss markets generally. I think you'll like it. So, uh, well, I'll leave it there. If you have questions, email us. Otherwise, I'll talk to you next week. The advisors with Ford Financial Group are registered representatives with and securities are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, and SIPC. Investment advice is offered through Ford Financial Group, a registered investment advisor and a separate entity from LPL. The opinions voiced in this material are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Stock investing involves risk, including loss of principal. 
no strategy assures success or protects against loss. The economic forecasts set forth in this podcast may not develop as predicted. Ford Financial Group and LPL Financial do not provide tax or legal advice or services. This information is not intended as a solicitation or an offer to buy or sell any security referred to herein.